I'm the person who has seen this show before. I'm a person who's never watched an anime. Hero Babble, we are Hero Babble. Hero Babble, we are Hero Babble. Hey, 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 hey. hey. Hello, welcome back to the Hero Babble podcast. Uh, Today, we're coming at you with a little bit of a uh, special uh, episode here. It's the double, double, epic, epic, so, so. Uh, You guys have been asking for this since day one. You know who you are, because I don't, but... Uh, we are kind of going to experiment today with doing a uh, dual episode in one of our podcast episodes, and we feel like it's a good time to try that because uh, episode 13 of Evangelion is a full episode, and about half of episode 14 is all recap, Uh, and then the last half is like 10-15 minutes of new content, so... We're gonna give it gonna give it a fair shake today. See how it goes. Let us know in the comments. Send us an email. Send us a, a Skype aim message. Uh, hit us up on Chat Roulette if you want to let us know, you know, how we're doing, what your thoughts are, and uh, we'll be on none of those. So yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially the email. hit us hit us at our MySpace, uh, <laughs> our our GeoCities account. Find us on Flickr. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we have we have talked a lot about our future projects potentially doing multiple episodes per week. Yeah, rather than doing one episode per week, and so this is kind of one of our first trial runs of this. So we'll see if you guys like this. Yeah, and and just to float the idea out there to our listeners at home, uh, especially those in the Philippines, we're really kicking around the idea. We want to tackle long form series like they're you know in. For me, at least, ones that I've wanted to share with Spencer are like Full Metal Alchemist, uh, you know, Attack on Titan. Some of those longer form ones that, you know, if we were to do single episode coverages, we would be doing it for <laughs> like a, a year and a half. Yeah. But if we could do it in more of an arc format or like a season, you know, hey, here is season one, like our video on it. Or not our video, but like our episode. That could be like probably around two hours. We'd maybe split it into parts, you yeah, know, sure, uh, and then kind of cover it by episodes. But let us know what you think. We definitely see ourselves still doing this format for shorter series. You know, I think our max that we'll do this episodic format in is like twenty-five. That's kind of our, I think, sweet spot. Uh, and then there are shows that have like twelve episodes a season, which are cake. Yeah. And, and if you guys like this double episode format, you know. A twelve a twelve episode anime turns into six episodes of the podcast. Right. You know, a twenty five uh, series show turns into like thirteen. So it, you know, I, I mean, maybe twelve. It just depends on if we want to do three episodes for the last like one of the podcasts or whatever. But yeah, that's just kind of some insight into the minds of Hero Babble here. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, feel free to let us know. Uh, without further ado. Let's jump right into episode 13. Did you get the name of this one? Yeah, uh, Lilliputation Hitcher. Wow. Yeah. I, I didn't. I probably butchered that. I uh-huh. didn't catch it in the... I must have been writing something when the little title screen showed up or something like that. Okay. So I, you know, I looked up and then the episode ended and I had a blank on my page and said, you know what, I'm going to let Fernie handle this one. 
Yeah, I I honestly am a little bit curious now that uh, I've said the the title. I what did you say? Lily pads li- holiday. Lilipetation. Uh, <laughs> And, and so now I'm currently just entering it into uh, <laughs> Google Translate, and I just want to see uh, how they'll say it. Is okay. it Scandinavian for something? No, it's English to English, so here we go. Lilliputian Hitcher. Oh, Lilliputian. Oh, see, I wrote that wrong. I, okay. <laughs> Lilliputian Hitcher. I kind of uh, like Lilypad's Holiday. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of a fun Is that a Green frog. Day song? Part of it is. <laughs> I I'm gonna look up what that is. Uh, there's there's a part of me that's curious if that is a thing. What is it? Lilliputian. Yeah, Lilliputian hitcher. But we're, I, we're gonna have one fan that's probably like that's in their normal vocabulary. They're like, come on, guys, really? They're just saying. All, all they'd be saying is Lilliputian Hitcher, and, <laughs> you know, good on you. At least you're saying it right right off the rip. Right off the rip. So I actually want to say something to you right off the rip. Right off the rip. Coming off of... thinking right off the rip. I will. <laughs> right off the rip, when I was watching this episode, I'm back to my dub. Yes. And... How jarring was it? Jarring. It is... Certain characters are significantly different. And I, I think we've talked about this being an issue with other animes before. I think that I like the Netflix one better. And that might be sacrilege. Really? <laughs> to, to the fans of this show. Okay. But I think that there's better voice inflection in the Netflix version. The characters have more broad emotions that they go through with each word. Then I just feel like... The voices match the personalities so much better. Okay. And because certain characters like, you know, honestly, Ritsuko and, you know, Masato and Shinji, their voices are kind of boring in the original dub compared to the Netflix dub. Really? And I decided uh, that I kind of like it better, I think. (laughs) Okay. I'm I'm curious how many people will burn me over the Uh, stake for that, but. You know, uh, that's a bold take. I'll say it. Uh, but interesting. So like, was it just those characters you mentioned or was it kind of the dub as a whole? Well, these, the episodes that we're talking about today, because we're doing a two-parter, which is new for us. They're both very Ritzko centered episodes, which is really nice. Yeah. And her character specifically, I think sounds much more entertaining in the Netflix dub versus the original dub that we listened to last time I was over. That is fair. Uh, I, I will say, I, I did notice, especially in these two episodes, because she gets a lot of screen time yeah. and a lot of time to speak. But as a whole, I just kind of found myself going, her inflection is very... <laughs> I don't know if canned is the right word, uh-huh. but it's it's kind of in that range of, huh, okay. I, I will say it's a trade-off, though. Yeah. Because I while I think that I like the voices better, I like the script better on the Japanese dub. Yeah, well... Not that I've listened to every episode, but... Yeah. Generally, when we've been talking, and you'll tell me, like, a quote from yours that is a big moment in the episode, mine will be something totally whack. Yeah. So I almost feel like the, the re-dub was a great decision. The rewrite was a poor decision. 
Yeah, that is interesting too, because I mean, at the end of the day, if if your motives for changing the the dub are you think you could do it better, or you know, you you think that time maybe wasn't kind to the initial recording, right? So let's redo it again. That's fine. I, I mean, by all means, because it's it's really a lose lose situation. I don't think anybody out there is gonna go. Yeah, you can change them. I'm cool with that. You know, I, I I really feel like it'll always be a point of contention amongst fans, but I think where you lose a lot of people is changing the script. Because right. hearing a new voice, I think anyone can get over, but hearing a completely different sentence in place of what you watched growing up, and now you're watching a new dub and a new script can be just kind of a lot. And in the moments you've shared with me what your dub says, I'm I'm almost always like, yeah, mine was better. It's a little bit cringy sometimes. Yeah, when it, when it doesn't have to be. Especially because the show kind of goes out of its way to make it not cringy. I know. I was actually just going to say the, the opposite. That the, Well, I was going to affirm what you said. That the Netflix version almost goes out of its way yeah. to make things awkward for the characters. And, and it is literally cringy watching it sometimes. The interplay between mostly like Shinji and uh, Asuka mm -hmm. is really awkward a lot of times. Here's a question that I have for you. So in the Netflix version, I'm assuming they're, I'm assuming the show has like a Japanese version, right? Mm -hmm. So did they? Do you know if they redid the Japanese version? That might not be something that you'd know, but uh, I don't think so. I think they kept that original. So I mean, untouched. That's good. Yeah. Because I feel like that's like, that is like the original show. Yeah. So probably don't touch that. Yeah, I, th and I mean, to be fair, it's, <laughs> it is interesting that they, they choose to like change one, but not the other. Um, I, I would, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall for mm -hmm. what that looked like. <laughs> because that, that I, board meeting? Yeah. Because I, I, I would have just loved to see maybe some of the hoops they jumped through to like justify that. Yeah. But you know, well, it's definitely a lot more money to re-record everything. So they must have felt like we are going to get big return on this. Yeah. Well, I mean, and to be fair, prior to Netflix having it, no other service had it. Oh, really? All. No. And the the DVD copy that I have is completely out of print. I bought it at half price books for like a hundred dollars. Oh. Mainly because one, it was sealed, which is already like a a huge like oh my god. How is this still here? Did you open it or not? I did open it because I wanted to watch Good it. Good for you. Well, I... Good for you, buddy. I See, I am also a collector of many things. Yeah. One of those things is comic books. Mm -hmm. And every time I buy a high-priced comic book, I read it. Yeah. And to some people, that is absolute sacrilege. But to me, I don't understand why you collect something if it's not to enjoy it. Yep. You know, I don't just want to enjoy that sitting in a long box in a closet. Yeah. I want to actually read it and... You know, so well, I, and, I, and, I appreciate that you did that. Well, and that's that's kind of one of those things, too. When I first watched the series, it was like 2010. Um, I watched it at a buddy's house because he had the copy. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is cool. I didn't really understand it. I think I, I mentioned in episode one, I was very much of the getting the fucking robot, Shinji. <laughs> yeah. you know. And then when I got it at Half Price Books, I think I was a sophomore in college. And during my lunch breaks, I would go down to Half Price Books and just kind of peruse what they had. Uh, and that's what led me to buy it. And so from 
around that year was when I rewatched it and I kind of found myself going, oh yeah, this is way different. And I think that because I had, one, grown up a lot yeah. <laughs> from, I think in 2010, I was like 16. Uh, and then, you know, in 2016, I'm, I'm like 21. So yeah, my perspective on life is a lot different, but I just really enjoyed it. And I, I'm with you. I... I own a lot of manga, anime, stuff like that. A lot of it is is digitized now because I've converted my collection. But if you're not gonna watch it, why buy it? Why why waste the money? Dude, you know this. It's funny. <laughs> this, this this is a really good conversation. At least it's entertaining for me. Uh, yeah, not. <laughs> um, this was kind of originally what Hero Babble was. Yeah, for, was the, us for just... people that don't know, is we were the original concept was this idea of Western comics versus yeah. anime. And comparing and contrasting, I would still like to do maybe a in-between seasons episode, yeah. bonus episode. Like, what are we watching? What are we reading? Yeah. Stuff like that. And maybe compare and contrast a little bit, because the collector's markets of both are very much similar. Mm-hmm. You know, they both have, like, a big con atmosphere. They both are, like, you know, involved in tons of pop culture. Yep. You know, they're, they're honestly pretty much the same industries. Yeah. You know. Anyways, but yeah, that's just a little bit yeah. of background there. But I, I, I hope you guys at home like that. That was a, I like, I, I love getting to talk to you about collecting and stuff like that because, I don't know, it's it's cool to have a, a passion and it's cool to have tangible things that are tied to that. But right. it's even better when you use them. So you know, it's it, great to have a wife that just fully supports me and <laughs> you know my comic books every week, my my NASCAR collection. Yeah. Just full support there, and so can't make her enough. Yeah, know? well, I mean, my, my girlfriend supports me. I'll, you know, she'll sit there and, and listen to me, like, and genuinely listen, too, like, about manga I'm reading or, like, anime I'm watching, and her and I are currently watching through a series right now. Really? Yeah. Uh, ReZero. If anyone at, at home has watched it, you probably know it's it's a really popular, well-known series, and right now the second season is airing. For context, the first season came out in 2016. So it's been about four and a half years since that initially aired. Mm. Uh, and from my understanding, season two is just chef kiss. Did the people like rise up and demand a second season? Or No, I, I, it's not more so that they demanded. It's just the, the animation studio knew the amount of time it would take to make a really good season. Uh, and in turn like adapting because it's a light novel so it's not manga where they're taking panels out of a show or panels out of like a graphic novel and animating it yeah it's really like the light novel they're kind of using their own imagination and working with the author on character designs and stuff like that and and light novels do still have imagery in them so it's not as if they're completely blind but I would argue it's a little bit more of a task to flesh out something like that yeah. uh, than it would be a manga where traditionally you get to see the whole panel layout, the dialogue is there, and so then, you know, turning that into an anime, you kind of already have a storyboard for you. Granted, animators make storyboards to better lay out how it would carry over into yeah. a more fluid medium, but... Yeah, so her and I are watching that. And so re re zero. Yeah, re zero. Any relation to Ray Unit Zero? No, not at all. Well, I mean, Ray Unit Zero actually gets 
a little bit of screen time. She gets her due in these episodes, yeah. Yeah, but uh, I guess that's enough of us dilly down. <laughs> I, I mean, in all honesty, you know, if, if you're listening to episode 13, you probably enjoy hearing us <laughs> yeah. babble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and if not, I apologize. We'll <laughs> we'll shut up and talk about the show, but uh, that's a little bit of a taste, I guess, of what the initial Hero Babble was. And yeah, you know, it knows? still could be. It still could be, but I, we've been having a real blast just with this series as a whole. Uh, and and it says a lot that like Spencer and I are actively thinking about what our next series is and how we're gonna approach it and stuff like that so you know again if you guys have any tips tricks pointers advice let us know we'd love to hear from the people that are honestly checking in every week it's been cool seeing that we have an audience like yeah that like a consistent one too dude uh with this kind of being this is sort of the midpoint of of this show yeah and so it's so much of this is bittersweet because this show has been really fun and it's my first foray into anime. There's part of me that that knows what we're going to be doing next and I want to get that out to the people. Yeah. If that will whet the audience appetite there. But there's also part of me that just wants to keep doing this show forever because it's just so interesting right now and I'm surprised how much I've really loved it. So the halfway point is kind of a bittersweet moment for me. Yeah, but I, it's been a really fun ride. I mean, Spencer and I re-listen to the episodes often. And, like, usually he'll he'll listen to it, I think, either as it comes out or, you know, around that time. I always give it a little bit of time and I'll listen to them, like, the day before we, re- we record. And yeah. it, it's been really cool to hear us in episode one where we were both super, I think, stiff and nervous. And then as each episode comes out, it just kind of feels like... We're a lot more comfortable, and you guys may not be able to tell, but I can definitely tell that we are, we're kind of in our our groove, which makes it really very much bittersweet that, you know, we're talking about this classic show and and sharing our thoughts for the first, well, not me for the first time. I've I've had my thoughts, but (laughs) comparing them with yours as a first time viewer has just been a blast. Yeah. Well, let me tell you guys, the show absolutely burns itself to the ground over these two episodes. <laughs> no. If if anything, I I and and I guess just to jump into episode 13, I love that we finally get to see some insight into Ritsuko. Yep. It is it is about damn time. It, yeah, it's been a long time coming. It was the same way when we first got info on Ray. Yeah. It, you know. And Misato, too, And Misato, yeah. They're starting to pick up those pieces from episodes, like, one through six, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it was... I Yeah, I really love that. They're, they touch on the Magi, like, immediately. Yes. That becomes, like, a big point of this episode. Yeah. Well, and, and, and I will say it's been foreshadowed in the past couple yes, episodes. Yes, in the Laundromat episode is where you first kind of... Uh, Gendo's right-hand goon mentions that, you know, well, the Magi really kind of controls... Everything. Everything. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of like, oh, I wonder what that is. Well, now we re- we learn that it is a computer, pretty much. Yeah. A supercomputer. Well, and... I, mean, I don't know how you... It's tough to call it a supercomputer, because it's more than that, but... I don't know. What what, what would you call it in layman's terms, I guess? I know. I, I'd, I'd call it a supercomputer. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and you find out later in the episode what powers it's thinking or, or yeah. how it operates, which is... Love. 
Very interesting. And the fact that that was like in the last two minutes, very, very solid. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I right out of the gate, the episode starts off with um, Asuka, Shinji, and Rei, which what's even crazier is they really are off to the side in this episode. They are sidelined through and through. Yeah. Because this is the one time an angel is there that they can't fight. They literally yeah. can't do anything. We don't even get the battle music in no. this episode, which is sad. But it's a bit of a bummer. Yeah. I, will, I usually look forward to that. I think it almost made this episode better because... It broke the mold a little bit. Yes, the, you don't get the announcement that the angel's here. It's like, oh <laughs> well, shit, we've been bested here. Well, and even Gendo is like, don't tell anyone there was an angel. Wait, uh, just ignore I, it. I know. Hang up. <laughs> tell him it was a mistake. Yeah, Um. he... Uh, Oh man, I wrote down what he said, but uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, he's pretty much like, yeah, let's just keep this from the government. Tell him, tell him the alarm is is a false alarm, and uh, you know, which is crazy because I feel like Nerve is the last person you would want to have a false alarm. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad both ways because yeah, he's saying it's a false alarm. Well, then people are gonna say, okay, well then, what the hell are you guys doing that you can't even keep your own alarm? Yeah. from going off, right? But even then, it's also not good because the entire, you know, populace would need to know that there's an angel and they're in Nerve's headquarters, the group that's dedicated to taking out angels. Well, yeah, this is this is the stuff that Japan Heavy wants to hear. Yeah. They, oh, they, they, they want they, to eat this up. As they're, like, working on Jet Alone too. they're like, yeah. please, God, <laughs> please, God, let them fail. Please. Oh, I know. Well, oh, I and, feel bad for those guys. Well, so the, the episode opens up. You've got Shinji, Rei, and Asuka. Asuka's throwing a fit because she has to be naked and take a shower. Yeah. Which was very funny banter because <laughs> Ritsuko was like, don't worry, we turned off the cameras. And yeah. she's like, I'm still naked, though. That doesn't... <laughs> I know. She's like, I don't really care if you see me. <laughs> uh, but Shinji and Rei are right there. Right. The uh, second children. Yeah, well, and their their whole thing was they were doing a new uh, synchronization test. Uh, or no, it's not the sync test. Sorry. It's similar well, to it's, that. It's kind of like that because they are testing, I think, their ability to simulate a synchronization. That's right. They, Yeah, so explain to me exactly what's going on because we've seen like a handful of similar diagnostic like tests like this. Yeah. So it, it appears that the AVAs are under... It's, it looks like water because it's blue, but yeah. it's some sort of like probably water solution, something that I, I guess I'm confused what that is doing that's different than if they were just in a yeah. warehouse. So I, I think the real core of the test was that they are testing the autopilot uh, functionality. So pretty much how, how much can they withstand if the Ava is moving on its own? Because, like, you, you remember from episode two, Shinji yes. wakes up, and as he's having this kind of PTSD flashback about what happened, his Ava went into autopilot mode, and right. he really had no control whatsoever. But luckily, the Ava, like, shut down. <laughs> so, gosh, I guess I'm trying to remember now in this episode, are the pilots, like, asleep? Yeah. They're, they're in, like, so they go in through plugs, and, like, they're in the LCL chamber, uh of these like simulation yeah. versions 
And you watch as, like, they kind of keep testing. Okay, you know, it looks like we're at 10%. They're doing good. Like, and you can see the fingers move a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And pretty much I think they're just kind of testing how how far can autopiloting go without the pilot being put at risk. Sure. Well, that's been, like, the common thread that we're still, you know, I'm still waiting on is, like, that second episode or that first episode, like, closing attention grabber at the end or yeah you know that like big moment was where you see the eye under the helmet yes yeah and so that kind of the whole time i had almost kind of forgotten going into this episode that oh yeah the avas are like a living thing yeah and you know that there's kind of a balance there where where you know one has gone berserk and kind of had a mind of its own and we've seen it a couple times and yeah, I'd kind of forgotten that detail of being so lost in the sauce of the everything impacts else. and the angels and everything. So, yeah. Yeah, and so that's that's how the episode opens. And someone makes a comment that it took about a week's time to prep and get ready for this test they did last time. But this one took three hours. And they're like, wow, Ritsuko, like, way to go. This is, this is a crazy turnaround. Uh, and the whole reason they have to be naked and super clean is that they don't want any potential outliers or like you know little variances in the data they're trying to pull from this yeah and the thought is that you know if there's any external factors it could be off even by just a little bit so yeah yeah, pretty much the three of them hop into the the test plugs and they're doing the simulation um and this is where you get to learn about the supercomputer a little bit yeah uh or the the magi which I thought was really crazy. Uh, it's named after the three wise men, uh, Melchor, Balthar, and Casper. And so, like, it, it was just kind of a cool reference, you know, the Magi. Like, those are the three wise men from the, you know, they went to visit Jesus in the manger right. uh, in Bethlehem. I just thought that was, like, a cool little, I mean, among many others, a religious reference, you know, that's kind of just, Tucked into the show yeah. in tandem with the angels and, uh, you know, Eve, Adam, stuff like that. Right, right. So it's kind of just a, a cool little breakdown of the, the Magi. Um, and so Masato, sorry. Go ahead. Because you might be getting to it, but Masato and Ritsko have good, like, interplay here. Yeah. They, they are, they're kind of having a back and forth. They're, they're talking about the tests, but they're also kind of like... They have this crazy ability where they can do full work mode and like and like gossip. be loose. And, yeah, yeah. Well, because Misato basically asks, "So what is the Magi? Like, right. What you know? What is that?" And Ritsuko goes, uh, "You know, well, maybe if you would listen, or you know, kind of like right. jokes. Well, you don't pay attention, but then Misato in my dub says a line along the lines of, "Well, because unlike me, you never talk about yourself, Ritsuko, and right." And I, and I think that's very telling and speaks to the episode mm. as a whole because we're learning about Ritsuko, but we really have a surface-level understanding of her as a character going into this. Well, so so Masato really runs, like, the operation side with the pilots. Yep. And Ritsuko kind of runs more of the technical side. And usually we see the story being told from the pilots and Masato with, like, Ritsuko in the background... <laughs> Yeah, doing her little technical stuff. Whereas this episode's kind of flipped. Yeah, we get the main meat is Ritsko dealing with the technical issue, and Masato and the 
the pilots are kind of off to the side. So I, I actually, I've said it before, but I really enjoy like the inner working type stuff of Nerve. Yeah. So it was cool to see the script flipped. Yeah, well, so you also learn a little bit more about uh, the, the Magi as a whole. Right. R- Ritsuko goes to the bathroom and is like, all right, everything's checking out, mother. And at first, yeah. like, well, I remember when I first watched this episode, I was like, oh, is this going to be a weird thing where, <laughs> like, the computer is her mom or She's whatever? She's a total mechophile. Yeah, or, or like, oh, well, the AI reminds me of my mom or something like that. Right. But you find out that her mom made it. Like, her mom was responsible for creating this supercomputer that powers... All of Nerve, the city of Tokyo 3. Right. And <laughs> essentially does all the heavy lifting. Well, in a lot of ways, you know, her mom is the Magi. Yeah, and well that that's explained later. You're, <laughs> you're, you're giving me a lot of a lot of uh you're, you're, looks like spoilers. Spoilers? What if what people listening to this haven't watched it yet? No, you're you're right. Her mom is the Magi, uh, and made it. Some say you can't have your cake and eat it too. <laughs> what if you could have your magi if, and be it too? If you are listening to, God damn <laughs> If you are listening to this show on episode thirteen, <laughs> and you have 13, not, 14. 13 and fourteen, yeah. first double episode. Shout out to Thanks. your boy who uh, pitched it. Who pitched it? That which, was you. Yep. If you're watching episode 1314 of Hero Babble and you have not watched this show. And I mean maybe I guess I guess maybe people wouldn't watch the show and just listen to us tell them what happened in the show. Maybe. But that's not the intention of the show. And I mean I mean we're not knocking If it's you working, do. it's working. Yeah. I would rather have you Please watch keep the show. listening. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just alienating Please. our entire Filipino fan base. <laughs> okay. What if it was the German fan it base? It could be, or yeah. the one Australian or Canadian or whatever. I, well, I mean, it's cool we have some German fans, I mean, out there repping for Asuka. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. She, she is German. <laughs> exactly. Uh, um, anyways, <laughs> I guess, yeah, you know what? Watch it how you want to watch it. Why am I telling you how to, how yeah. to listen to a podcast? But I guess, I guess we're more so just saying you can't really call spoilers... When you're halfway through a podcast <laughs> yeah. about an anime that from came out the, in 1995, from the, the mid 90s, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I you are right. I mean, Ritsuko's mom made it and is also a part of the the Magi supercomputer, uh, which you find out later, but still is an important anecdote because it explains why Ritsuko is so like you know as as things start to go to shit, so attached to. The supercomputer, which things go south very quick. Right. Dude, okay, hold on. There's one thing that I want to mention before we I, get to that. I think I know what it is. Do you? Yeah. Is it the Ikari will chew my ass out? Is that what they say That's in your That's what version? they say in mine. God, I hate the Netflix. Kozo, I take everything back. I hate the Netflix. Kozo is like talking to uh, the Wait, two... what like, does he say? He's going to eat your ass? No, 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 no. Kozo talks to the two tech guys who I think are... Uh, Shigeru and uh, I forget the other guy's name. They're the, the guy, like the guy characters. with the long hair and yeah, the yeah. glasses. They have the most lines in this episode that they do throughout the whole series. But do you think those guys like live together? 
Like, do you think they're total bros? I, they have to be. It's like just if me and they, you were working at Nerve. Yeah, dude. Just two dudes hanging out, saving the world. You want to get pizza after this, man? <laughs> Sick, dude. Uh, Sorry, I didn't mean to derail you. No, you're good. <laughs> I just the, like those guys. The two of them are talking to Kozo, and they're they're making a note of like, hey, yeah, it looks like there's some rust or something. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we we initially gave sixty months. For this wall to, or this like silo to be built, but we cut it down to like thirty. So right. this is what we get. And Kozo's like, okay, well, you know, take care of that. Otherwise, Akari will chew my ass. Yeah. Oh my god. And then and then <laughs> Ritsuko is talking to Maya, and she's like, hey, make sure those like systems are all set to go. Otherwise, Akari will chew my ass. Oh, okay. So it's the same thing. It's the same. <laughs> but it's just funny because those two are like they're like Akari's, you know, top officials. Yes. <laughs> it's just funny that they're like, yeah, yeah, he will he will chew my ass out if we fuck this up. It's funny how your version makes it seem like they're both just close to Commander Akari. Yeah. That they just know him so well that they both say that. My version, they don't say that. They say it's the equivalent of, like... He's gonna eat my ass. Oh, God, I wish. <laughs> I wish we could get back on that train from, like, episode 8 or whatever. <laughs> I think it was episode 9. Nine. Shinji! <laughs> eat my ass! I just... Okay. Anyway, we, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, we won't derail We can't again. get back on that. <laughs> um, they say something dumb, like, oh, he's gonna get in a stinky mood. Yeah. What? Dude, I'm serious. He's gonna get in a stinky mood? Yeah. Oh. It's, like, stupid. Bro, I hate, I hate your dub so (laughs) much. (laughs) So, this led me... It's like they're writing it to be a kid's show. Right. Oh, Lord. This led me to a theory. Yeah, what's the theory? (laughs) I don't think this tracks anymore after hearing your dub, but I had this thought (laughs) since... At the time, we really didn't know much about Ritzko <laughs> at this point in the episode. Gendo Akari that, is a little stinker. <laughs> that Gendo <laughs> is stinky poo-poo. Uh, uh-oh, Gendo made a stinker. Oh my gosh. Just Ritsuko and Kozo. <laughs> We're doing necromorph arms. <laughs> <laughs> oh man anyway sorry <laughs> i just had this theory that kozo is his name yeah that kozo is ritsuko's dad <laughs> and that they both just have the same phrases that they say because they grew up together yeah and then the, as this episode goes on you immediately realize that that's probably not the truth no not even close baby but kozo really I um Kozo I have been calling Fiyuzuki. him Gendo's right hand man the entire time. I mean, truthfully, that's that's what he is. They they call him like Commander Fuyutsuki or Fuyutsuki. <laughs> I think that's how you say it. But Fuyutsuki. <laughs> oh, I see. Bilingual. Yes. Yeah. Uh, th- I mean, that's what they refer to him as. I I just jump to first names because every- everyone else is called by their first name. Uh, so it's tough because some shows will call them by their last name. Well, yeah, that throws me off when Shinji calls Ray Ayanami or whatever. Yeah, I'm like, who is this? Yeah, I'm watching uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, er, Kaisen, and the characters, will, like the main character is Ryuji Itadori, and so sometimes people will call him Itadori, and then other times they'll call him Ryuji, and I'm just like, <laughs> pick one. 
Yeah. And, and it's the, there's a guy, uh, Fushigoro Megumin. And people just call him Megumin, which I get it. That is way easier. Yeah, that's good. But also, I'm just like, just do one. Just I'm sure there's probably some history or like cultural reasoning for that. So this isn't me saying, uh, how about you use your real name, idiot? <laughs> M- more so just, it's tough when you're talking about a show sometimes, because I find myself jumping between the names that are just as interchangeable in the show. No, I I agree. That that throws me off constantly. Okay, so we we are now <laughs> so almost forty minutes in. Yes, Gendo's gonna chew my own ass. <laughs> Gendo's gonna eat my ass if you don't shut the hell up. Yeah. So following that, the corrosion that the two nerve guys are reporting to Kozo are are taking a look at it more, and they're like, uh, it is expanding, the corrosion. And so then, like, the, the, the red flags start to go off, and they're like, yeah, it is, it's moving really fast. This yeah. isn't good. And very quickly, it is, like, the biggest domino effect in the world where they are panicking, because it's now spreading, and then it gets to the chamber where the three pilots are, and they're right. doing their autopilot. It takes over <laughs> those, like, simulation EVAs, and then... It adapts itself into a computer virus and starts right. taking over the Magi. It switches from, I forget what they call it, like heavy water or something. It, it switches from a water base where at first I wrote water angel. And then like later I wrote hacker computer angel. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the first time we've seen an angel that doesn't have a malleable form. Like every, every other angel has had some form of like physical body. Which I think is, it's super cool that they did that. Like, oh, yeah. That's way scarier than a giant bird walking down Japan. Well, and it also, like, kind of cuts to this idea that they even mentioned right in the episode. Uh, Gendo's right-hand man is like, how do you fight an angel without the Avas? Kind of, right. Because he, he basically, as everything starts to go full meltdown, this virus starts to take over the Magi. It gets through one of the supercomputers and is halfway through the second. Ritsuko comes up with a last-minute ditch-effort plan, and luckily it stalls the, the virus for, yeah, like, two hours. They get some time. So yeah. Gendo, at, then it cuts to Gendo, and he's like, yeah, that was a false alarm. We, we don't have an angel here. Um, yeah, just yeah, tell him it was, it was wrong. Okay, bye. And then he hangs up the phone. Yeah. And then it cuts to Masato, Ritsuko, uh, and I think Kozo talking to Gendo about what they should do. Yeah. And Masato in this scene kind of takes a weird 180 because she's like, I think that we should just destroy the Magi. Right. And, and Ritsuko's like, no. Yeah, that's a major point of contention because now that we know... Now that we know that the Magi means something sentimental and personal to Ritsuko... Yeah. It kind of changes the whole game a little bit. Yeah. Because Ritsuko's like, uh, respectfully, I disagree. And Misato goes, well, I'm the general of operations, and I right. think this is what to do. And yeah. And Ritsuko goes, okay, well, I think we can you know, come up with a new plan to fix it. And in response to that, Misato, in my dub, she goes... Um, she says something along the lines of like, why are you like this? You never let anyone else take responsibility. Yeah, I think she says almost the same thing in mine. Basically the oh, effect of the effect of like 
you know, how, how come, yeah, pretty much how come it always has to be on you? Yeah. Like, how, how come you'll never let us help you? Yeah. Well, and, and it also kind of then lends credence to why Masada was being so adamant about, I think we should do it this way. I'm going to make this call. Yeah. I'll take responsibility. You know, let me step in. And Ritsuko was like, no, this yep. is, this is. And to be fair, I mean, this is Ritsuko's, like, main area of her expertise and where she operates, so... See, that's what's cool. That That's the flip that I was talking about earlier. That's yeah. what's cool about this episode is normally, like, even though, you know, maybe Ritsuko's a little bit higher on the ladder, and maybe not, but I, I kind of get that gist. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Masato really kind of controls fighting the angels, for the most part, uh, in the field. Yeah. So, like, kind of, she kind of overrides Ritsuko, whereas in this case... Ritsuko's right. Like, it is really a technical issue. Yeah. So. And Gendo basically goes, okay, how soon do you think you could have, like, a counter program running? Right. And she's like, uh, well, we have two hours, so right. I, I'm going to get it done before then. Yeah, it has to be uh, before then. I will say, I glossed over it because we jumped right into that conversation. So the two nerve guys, their whole banter back and forth while they were basically talking about the system being taken over. Yeah. In my dub was some of the funniest shit I have ever heard. Really? And it... <laughs> I forgot how corny it is, but it's basically like, Oh no! It's getting into the system! And the other guy's like, Oh man! It's taking over my system! Quick! Initiate! Activate protocol shutdown! <laughs> and then the other guy's like, It's not working! And one of them just yells, we can't shut it down! <laughs> and it was just the best. And then when it cuts to them doing the, like, key turn, I know. where they're both, like, shutting down Magi's system, and it's like, they, like, hold their key up, turn it into the right. ignition. Three, two, one! <sighs> it's not working! <laughs> like, they've been, they've practiced that in their bedroom multiple times. And it's funny, because, you know, the animators... The, the, the animators yes thank you they try to make it look like where they show you both keys turning yeah but it just looked like they count it down three two one turn turn like they did it <laughs> the wrong times dang it well and then they <laughs> then they even go they like re, retry again and go like gunk gunk no we can't do it <laughs> and it's it's the guy with the glasses that's like in my in my W's like we can't shut it down and that line I was busting a gut laughing it was just dude while Gendo's <laughs> just sitting there watching this like oh. <laughs> well and it makes it even better that these two guys in this episode probably have the most speaking time yeah so you know they were in the booth just like oh it's our time to shine baby this is our big break. <laughs> Bro, we are gonna go worldwide with this, <laughs> uh, dude. It's it's fun because like all this shit's happening, and meanwhile, Gendo has these lines every once in a while. Him and Kozo or Kozu, Kozo, Kozo, they have these lines together where you know Gendo once again brings up Adam. Yeah, he's like it's getting too close to Adam. Like Gendo's super chill. Like he he clearly isn't showing his nerves. Yeah, but he starts to kind of talk like. Everything we've been working towards could be at risk. Just throwing it out there. Yeah, he's like, we may just have to detonate this whole fucker. <laughs> yeah, where's my son? And Leave Co him in. And Kozo's like, what? <laughs> okay. Wait, really? Yeah, so after they talk, uh, Ritsuko and Maya go down to like this underground tunnel that runs underneath the Magi, pull out this air vent. Yeah. 
and the the tunnel is just riddled with notes and Ritsuko goes thanks mom yeah which basically a lot of those notes are alluded to be like the base code or kind of like the schematics for yeah the magi system they said in my dub uh they're like coding notes they're like notes for how to bypass certain things and speed certain things up and like basically okay we've created this computer system well here's how to kind of cheat the system and it's just a bunch of notes in there um it scrolls past a bunch of notes and there's like some scratch over the top of it and it just says screw you akari yeah it said that mine too i forgot to write that down but i'm glad you mentioned that i think that's funny it it shows you know because ritsuko's definitely not afraid to speak her mind yeah and um her and masato both Mm -hmm. and so i think that it's fun to see that her mom was no different yeah her mom was like screw you dude while she's down there sweating her ass off in that in that like cramped tunnel well and so pretty much uh ritsuko and maya are just like Typing away, and Masato is there helping her, and Masato goes, wow, this reminds me of, like, our college days. I love that line. Yeah, and it, and she, and meanwhile, Ritsu goes, like, uh, keyboard 25. Yep. Enter. Wrench. Yeah, and it's, and it's really cool, though, because they just, like, spend time talking, and that's when, uh, Ritsuko goes, hey, do you remember, like, the introduction of Transplant OS? And... Misato's like, yeah, isn't that where you can like put human consciousness into an AI? Right. And Ritsuko goes, yeah, my mom invented that. And right. so she's very much a part of the Magi. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, they cut one yeah, of the she metal. she takes a grinder. <laughs> and you just see what looks like a brain. Yeah. And she just hardwires in and just starts like, <laughs> programming a brain i guess yeah uh, we don't need to know the specifics we don't and frankly i don't even know what they would be but i know where do you plug anything in the medulla oblongata yeah you know uh but yeah it's a really cool scene though because it fleshes out i think a little bit of misato and ritsuko's relationship that it very much runs deeper than just nerve i mean they were two really good friends and Sure enough, that carries over to where they are now, but uh, their archetypes as people are very much the same. Because yeah. Masato's like, yeah, remember when I was, you know, handing you these tools back in college when you were working on whatever? I know. it, Dude, it was, um, honestly, it was kind of endearing to see them just kind of have this girl-to-girl moment. Yeah. They almost, it's crazy because they were pretty much facing certain death. Yeah. But they, it's, for some reason, they totally just had their guard down. It's like they kind of... They kind of squashed whatever animosity or jealousy was there. Because it's not like they'd been enemies. Yeah. At all. But they had definitely had a little bit of competitiveness between the two of them, I think. Totally. And I think that they kind of squashed this in the moment where they could have been facing their death. And it was nice to see Ritsko lower her shoulders a little bit and just kind of speak. Yeah. Well, and it's it's nice, too, because it, you know, I, I love those moments where it gives kind of like... The character's a chance to breathe. And it also just kind of, I think, speaks to... This isn't their first life-or-death scenario. No. And to see them approach it with that kind of cool-as-a-cucumber mentality... Right. ...is very cool. And the fact we get some character and relationship development out of it is just icing on the cake. (laughs) Speaking Uh, of character development, 
they can't do the episode without checking in on your boy Kaji. No. He just pops out through a vent in a tube and go. He goes, uh, 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 guess my work will have to wait. And then <laughs> pops back in. And I'm like, what were you doing, dude? <laughs> what, do you remember what he said in yours? Something similar? It, yeah, it was something along those lines. He goes, he goes I, I think it was like, well, looks like a day off. And yeah. then he like just pops back in into the vent. Oh my gosh. And I, I love too that, you know, just a deliberate little moment. Uh, it's like he was up to some elaborate scheme and then he's like, ah, well, eh, maybe another day. Another Saturday. Well, so after Masato and Ritsuko kind of have this moment, they are all of a sudden kind of pressed against the wire because the virus kicks up again. Yeah. Sooner, I think, a little bit than expected. Yeah, yeah quicker than the two hours. And... Ritsuko and Maya are like, okay, well, it's now or never. And Masato's like, we got to shut it down. And Ritsuko goes, no, I can do it. And Maya, too, even is like, we can. We're close. And then right as it gets to, like, the last yeah, like little one square, yeah. they shut it down. And yep. they, they're able to get control back. But Do you remember exactly what... They said some sort of technological term for what she was trying to do. And it might have been a fake term. But essentially, <laughs> she was remember. trying to hack. She was trying to like. Basically, the Magi had been, in, like, penetrated and had been, and had like betrayed itself. Yeah. Something failed in the program. Oh yeah. And they, then she did something that. Yeah. So reversed everything. Or, the way they described it was: this angel was essentially converting itself into any form that would save it from like near death oh that's right and their whole plan was well what if we made the angel think that this virus was going to kill it thus forcing it to have to adapt but in turn killing itself as well that's right they did something that like sped up the time of the computer i forget what they did but yeah they you're right yeah, they they like tricked it into killing itself. Yeah, they they basically showed the the angel that this wasn't a hospitable, you know, host at all. Yeah, that it's actually gonna be the end of it. Yeah, and so they ended up winning, came out on top. Did they uh, annihilate the angel, or did they just purge it from the system? I I, I think by extension they like I I don't know if they purged it, but I think they assimilated it into the magi. Dude, it's fun to see uh, just some good old fashioned '90s hacking. Yes, like it's just for, like feverishly typing away on a keyboard. That was like all I the mean, rage in that time. Like I, you and me both loved the movie Goldeneye. Oh yeah, and that movie is was like so ahead of its time and so technologically innovative. The problem is that now it's really dated. Because yeah. at the time, it's like we're working with these big satellite dishes and we're hacking into everything and we're, you know, we're totally mm -hmm. in the future. Well, now all that shit's old news. So it's super dated, yeah. which is really sad. But this is just a good relic of that time where it's like hacking is the newest, hottest, scariest <laughs> thing. And so, hell, we're going to have an Evangelion episode about hacking. And Ritsuko is going to just knock it out of the park with her mom's brain in a yep. metal box. I wrote, Ritsuko defeats Angel with hack of the century. <laughs> and honestly, it probably was in, in this universe the hack of the century for sure. Yeah. But what's really great is so after they, they you know, defeat the Angel yep. and they're kind of like taking a load off, Masato and Ritsuko have another 
good, like, kind of guard-down moment. Yeah, they do. And Ritsuko's line, I one of my favorite parts of this episode is just kind of what she says at the end. Um, she basically goes, you know, uh, when my mom made the Magi, uh, she split it up into the three, like, aspects of her life. Uh, being a scientist, a mother, and a woman. And in this Magi, you know, the three aspects are fighting for dominance. Uh, and in turn, she implemented the human dilemma or the dilemma of the human experience. Um, and like, she basically goes, you know, and what do you know? Like to the end, like to the very last second, my mom stayed a woman. Yeah. And Ritsuko kind of reflects and she goes, you know, I, I don't know if I, you know, will ever have kids or with any, or, you know, anything like that, but I very much intend to, you know, stay true to myself. Mm, that, that's not what she says in mine. She straight up says in mine, well, and I can't be a mom. Oh. So I wrote that down like she has some sort of issue that she's not fertile. Okay, I, yeah, because mine said, like, I don't plan on having children, and so she was just kind of like, yeah. you know. I mean, either way, she, she's she's just saying, well, I don't have experience being a mom. Yeah, but, but yeah. I, I know that, like, and, and she also says, too, I know my mom probably didn't have much either, but she was a damn good scientist. Yeah, she she's kind of like, as a scientist, I really respect what my mom did in the field. But as her child, <laughs> yeah, I hate I my mom. I hated her. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, in mine she says uh, her quote is, "But the woman part of her held out to the bitter end." Yeah, I was like, "That's kind of a badass, powerful thing to that to is end this episode with." That is, and it's I I like that there's the mention of like the human dilemma, you know, and kind of the idea of identity, you know, how do you, you know, like, like on the surface, I'm Michael, you know, at work, I'm and I'm Spencer, and I'm Spenso, <laughs> Spexo, uh. You know, like, I am, I'm a boyfriend, I'm a son, I'm, like, a supervisor at work, mm-hmm. and I'm a podcaster by night, <laughs> but but it is tough because each of those identities holds different weights yes. in different circles, Yes. Uh, and granted, you know, I'm not a scientist at Nerve, but I think it is very spot on in saying that the human dilemma is trying to find balance amongst your identity. Yeah. And like in how you fit into things. I just think it's it's brilliant that in this machine that controls the humans, not necessarily, not like that, but it controls their politics. It controls how they live their life and unknowingly to them. Yeah. This machine saves humanity and saves itself with the human element mm-hmm. that was put in the machine. Exactly. Oh, yes. And Very, it, that's a solid point. Yeah. Well, I, just, I think the only reason I got that is because the Netflix dub makes it drives that part home. Yeah, where they're like the human in this machine, the woman in this machine is what saved us. Yeah, and I don't know. I I really like that. I think that is that is a badass way to end this episode. Yeah, and just a really powerful like statement on like the human condition and yeah. you know, at the end of the day, when all of your identities fade away. You're still human. And sometimes, that's all you gotta be. Wow. Anyways, guys, thanks for tuning in this week. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna skip the next episode. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, let's let's just jump right into that one, because 
you know. I did ratings for both. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll save. Do you want to do ratings. both ratings at yeah. the end? Okay. So, all right, let's hop into episode fourteen then, which I did write down the title. Yeah. The, um, the excuse c- my page turning. Cell in the seat of the soul was mine. My God, <laughs> where who am I? Whoa. I wrote down weaving a story. Yeah, that's 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 the English title. Mine okay. is the the Japanese one. Cell and the seed of the soul. All right, so I'm not crazy. So you know what cell is, right? You remember that like round Frieza table? and cell. <laughs> That'd be a fight. I'd love to see that. I used to watch a lot of fun uh, animations, shitty animations on like. Uh, e-bombs world yeah that had cell in it probably like oni cartoons yes yep dragon's ball p <laughs> so funny oh, vegeta yes playing with little boys in spandex i see a real saiyan always sprinkles when he tinkles well my power levels are above nine million <laughs> well my power levels are above ten million it's just amazing <laughs> Get, 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 carrot cake. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, yeah, the the episodes, despite their naming differences, I mean, the first half of this episode is basically framed as Cell, that round table from, like, episode, what was it, three? When Gendo's talking to yeah. all of those, like... I've been calling that the circle. Yeah. Because I didn't know what to call that. And it's just, like, this circle of yuppies. Yeah, well, now you know. I used I also have been known to call it Gendo's Goons. Well, I but I I'm coming to realize that it's kind of yeah. Gendo's somewhat the bit <laughs> yeah, in this Gen- group. Gendo is very much answering to this group. Uh, yeah, I wrote down what it was called. Uh, what this group was called. This I also wrote Circle of Goons again. It <laughs> God is damn it. the Human Instrumentality Council. Yeah. Oh yeah. Interesting. Just, just you. That's wait. like my last note of the episode. So we're jumping ahead a little. Well, bit. Well, I mean, to to be fair, so the the first half of the episode is framed as like this roundtable talking to Gendo about the the Avas and what they've done and their yeah. accomplishments, um, and essentially you get to the end of this recap and they're questioning him about the most recent angel attack from last episode and they're like. You mean to tell me that you let an angel get that close to Adam uh, and Lilith? And he's like, well, there's no record of an angel being there. You can even check the Magi. Not a single damn thing. Yeah, they're like, yeah, bullshit. We know that you can false file that data. Yeah, and, and, and he's like, well, by all means, we can take a look into it. And then one yeah. of the guys goes, okay, whatever. Like, we, we know yeah. we know that that, you know... Like pretty We're, much like okay, you don't want to give me the details, fine. Fine, we won't we won't issue a punishment, but you know you better watch yourself, buddy. Yeah, you're on our list now, asshole. Yeah, asshat. Uh, so then it cuts to this weird, and I'm very curious to see how your dub handled it or handled it. It's this very kind of like abstract. You know, Ray is talking in the background, and it's, it's almost like, like a poem. She's like mountains. <laughs> Chilly, but then they get warm. Sky, it can be blue for the unseen. Yeah. Sun, hot, water. She actually says, uh, 
I'm not picking you apart at all. No, I'm, I'm just being a shit. But it, she says the. It really gets interesting when she says sky because she says red. And well, then she, she says talking about, she says sky a second time. The first one is blue. Yeah, maybe oh, you should watch the episode, buddy. Wow. I was sort of. I was trying to read all the. Uh, I was too busy trying to write shit down because of how important the first half was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Here, so we've we've got the whole thing. So we'll. Uh, Oh my fuck! <laughs> so we'll we'll read it real hold, quick. Hold on, before we before we jump into this, not I'm not gonna take too much time with this, but I did enjoy hearing uh, reporter kids a little journal in the uh, the opening. They had like a cut yes. in between. They showed like a fight, and then they had like a cut in between that that was like a a journal from him where he was just talking about like his part and what he sees as a citizen. Yeah, and that's kind of what I was talking to you about last time uh, that we that we recorded was just that like I want to know more about like what the citizens think because like they've been doing all these simulations for seemingly years and now all of a sudden shit's happening and they kids talked about that they were like yeah when this first started happening we thought it was just another simulation yeah you know which was really cool yeah and so I you last episode you were like yeah they might do it in the movies and then here we go this episode yeah I'm getting what I wanted I, so. I thought it was gonna be episode 15 so I didn't want to like say yeah, yeah, yeah. just you wait because I thought it was a ways off but uh, anyways that was it I just um I liked yeah it's I liked that they threw those in and made it shout out that. to my boy Kensuke yeah video Kensuke. cameraman that's right it gave the first half of the episode some worth to me. Yeah, so, like, so. like and and also an, a much needed perspective on yeah. things. Yeah. Um. So here is here's Ray's whole monologue. <laughs> Go for uh, it. Mountain, heavy mountains, things that change over time. Sky, blue sky, what your eyes can't see, what your eyes can see. Sun, a unique object. Water, something comforting. Commander Akari. Flowers, so many the same and so many unneeded. Sky, red sky, the color red, I hate the color red. Water flowing, blood, the smell of blood, a woman who never bleeds. Man, made from red soil. Man made from man and woman. City, a human creation. Ava, a human creation. What is a human? A creation of God? Is man a human creation? The things I possess are a life and a soul. I am a vessel for a soul. Entry plug. The, thro or the throne for a soul. Who is this? This is me. Who am I? What am I? What am I? What am I? What am I? I am myself. This object is me. This is the me that can be seen, yet I feel as though I am not myself. Very strange. I feel as if my body is melting. I can no longer see myself. My shape is fading. I feel the presence of someone who is not me. Is someone there beyond this? Ikari, I know this person. Major Katsuragi, Dr. Akagi, everyone, classmates, the pilot of Unit 2, Commander Akari, who are you, who are you, who are you? My version is different. Damn, really? Only slightly. Oh. Only, and it's actually the same. They didn't They didn't butcher anything. Really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, the only part that it really starts to break down is where she says, uh, the things I possess are a life and soul. In mine, she says, the things inside me. Uh, and she says, I forget exactly, but uh, a heart uh, and something else. Oh. So it's like little changes. It actually doesn't change the context too much. And then at the end, instead of, I can no longer see myself. She says, um, 
I, I can no longer recognize myself. Otherwise, it's pretty much the same. Yeah. I I think that this this was the most weird interlude between a fucking clips episode and uh like and, and, and then like the second half of a regular Evangelion <laughs> yeah. episode. It was the weirdest thing ever. But what did you think of seeing all those rays at once? I fucking love that. I this this all but confirms my theory <laughs> that Ray is a clone. I I like some of the lines that really stuck out to me is are just uh, where she's like, obviously, who is this? This is me. Who am I? What am I? What am I? What am I? What yeah, am I? What am I? What am I? What am I? I am myself. I feel like I am not who I am. I don't know. I uh, I mentioned I mentioned as a joke in a previous episode that Ray is going through rampancy. Yeah. Like as if she's Cortana. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this almost speaks to the fact that she's. She is constantly in a state of just, like, questioning. Yeah. Or, like, analyzing and trying to dissect, like, her meaning or, like, who, like what she is. Who like, am I? What, what am I? What life is and what... Yeah. Yeah. She is, is clearly really... separate from humanity. Yeah. Well, and also when talking about things like life and a soul as abstract items or, like, things that are... She might have said heart and soul instead of life and soul. Okay. Mine. I, I guess in the same vein, though, talking yeah. about those things as if they are sums of a whole rather than inherent parts of being is very interesting because it yeah. almost comes across as if they are things that can be transferred or you can move them or, the, you know, it's not like a concrete facet of her. Dude, yeah. So it, that's it, crazy. Dude, it was cool. It you know, it, it was it's cool. So a, out of place. A bit trippy, but there's a lot to be garnered from that. And especially as someone or from someone like Ray who barely talks, it it speaks volumes that this is like kind of what's going through her head and, yeah. and it fits really well that when she kind of comes to, she's sitting inside of an Ava. Yeah, dude, it's um, it's cool to see the world through her eyes a little bit. Yeah, and see. God, it just makes sense why she doesn't say much because she is literally, like her, she's learning so much constantly, and she's questioning everything. I don't know. I. That part left me kind of speechless after I watched it. Not that I was just talking to myself in my room, but yeah, I kind of didn't know what to write, what to yeah. feel about that, except I was excited that my clone theory seems closer and closer to being the truth. Yeah, I, I really wrote down just the one, like the two lines of, what are humans? A creation of God? Yeah. What? And then in my dub, she goes, what am I? I am I. And I, I just really liked that line. Yeah, she says, I am myself in mine. Yeah. But you know what? I am impressed. For one, bold choice for the Netflix dub to even touch this. <laughs> this seems like something that they could have left. But yeah. they didn't butcher it. They left the all the important things are pretty much the same. And where they did change it, they didn't change any of the context at all. Whereas some of the other lines, the context is completely different between our two dubs. Yeah. And so I'm a little bit impressed that they were able to change it and get away with it here. Yeah. Well, and, and in all honesty, I I really dig it. Uh, but what what is great, though, so it cuts to her essentially in LCL fluid inside of an Ava, and then you find out she's in Ava 1. Yeah. And and they're, they're pretty much running tests 
test the tests to see if other pilots can hop in other Ava units. Right. I like I'll buy that. That I know that that is what they're doing, but I kind of am just like. <laughs> I guess I can see why you might want to try that, but there's really no point because, like we've been talking about the last few episodes, they have been a streamlined team, like absolutely killing it. I think I think it's more so less for them and more for the Ava units because since the Ava units are like these living things, yeah. that obviously house a lot more than just mechanical parts and considering like Ray's has freaked out in the past mm -hmm. like when she tried to synchronize with it i think they're more so looking at it from an angle of we just want to get data we just kind of want to see if we did change pilots what happens yeah and sure enough her and ava one synchronized pretty well Asuka starts yeah, going. Yeah, didn't they say like she she synchronizes like about as well as she does with unit zero yeah and then Asuka goes, why don't they, why don't I get to synchronize? And Masato's like, uh, because you wouldn't actually like that, right? And she goes, yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah, she's like, you wouldn't want to leave Unit 2, would you? And she's like, of course not. And then Masato's like, I don't think anyone could ever pilot Unit 2 other <laughs> yeah. than her. Yeah. Which then makes me go, what the fuck is in Unit 2? Yeah, she, uh, she has a different line in mind, but it's pretty much to the same effect where she's like, yeah, I didn't tell her that um, that she or that that no one else could pilot Unit Two. Yeah, but which I feel like Oscar would love to hear. I know that's what I, I feel like. Just but, tell her. But that. I but I also feel like that could be perceived as bad because Ray can pilot both. Oh yeah, and it, maybe it would cause some infighting. But pretty much after that scene, it cuts to Ray inside. Or sorry. Cuts to Shinji inside of Unit Zero. Wait, uh, sorry. Uh, they ask Ray, uh, uh, "What? Oh, how are yeah. you feeling?" And she goes, "It smells like Shinji." Oh, in mine she <laughs> goes, "It smells like Yukari." Oh, fuck. Well, yeah, and I mean to be fair, you know, father and son, same bo, dude. dude. I thought for I like Shinji because I thought for sure she was gonna say it smells like shit. <laughs> and then it, it smells like Shinji, and that's when it cut to black and did the thing. I was like, ah, good on you. Yeah, well, so after that, it cuts to Shinji in unit, unit zero. zero. Um, and Where he also says it smells like a Yanami or whatever. Yeah, it smells like Ray. Did he say Ray in yours? No, he, he, he said Ayanami. <laughs> I was like, what's the point in, in flopping both of them? Like, come the fuck on. Well, so. It's kind of crazy though. Shinji gets like ten percent, and then they're like raising it to twenty percent synchronization rate. He starts getting kind of fucked up. Yeah, he, he just looks out of it. Well, he like he like grabs his head and he's like, it feels like someone is trying to get like in my head, and then he's like, yeah. it's Ray, or like Ray is trying to get in my head, and then all of a sudden Unit Zero just freaks the fuck out. It starts rampaging, and then it looks right at Ray. And just starts trying to beat the shit out of the window. Yeah. And, and my interpretation has always been, it is trying to kill Ray. I think that too. The show says something different at the end of the episode in my dub, but... Well, mine probably says, is it with Ritsuko? Yeah. Yeah, Ritsuko goes... It's trying to kill it's me. It's trying to kill me. Yeah, she says that in mine too. I My interpretation though is based on that scene. It's gunning for Ray. 
But I think totally. Rit- but I think Ritsuko, her saying that and the point of that being a scene, is I think to illustrate, it's kind of going over her head, and there's maybe going to be something wrong with her not catching that Unit Zero in that moment when Shinji was the pilot was trying to kill Rei on its own accord. I think no. I think that Ritsuko is Rei. What? Just kidding. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> just, I was going to say, wait just a damn minute. <laughs> it was going to be a stretch to pull that one off anyways. <laughs> yeah, you would have had to weave the fucking longest of webs to connect that. <laughs> you see, Ritsuko is projecting herself. Uh, and she's by curiously living through a clone of her... Did you say by curiously? She's... <laughs> she's... Yeah. She's by curiously living through a clone of her mom, the Magi. <laughs> which is why this machine is, is now seeing mountains for the first time and seeing life through human eyes. And when it is gunning for Ray, that technically is gunning for Ritsko. Ritsuko's mom was bad. And so, <laughs> so Ritsuko wanted to take over her mom's body as a clone. <laughs> to to be, get back in a car. Yeah, and to be a mom to Ray. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ritsuko knew she couldn't have kids. So Ray is now her kid. <laughs> and Ray is bi curious because Ritsuko is projecting her bi curiosity onto her daughter. Dude, Ray is probably bi curious. <laughs> she's probably she's androgynous probably... dude <laughs> you're right she's or she's what is what is it uh is it asexual where you aren't like attracted what's the one that you can reproduce by yourself i don't know that's what she is because she's a clone <laughs> so it doesn't really matter what her preference is okay I'm, look, look this up I'm, I'm gonna look up what asexual a sex yeah okay asexuality lacks uh, describes a lack of sexual attraction uh Romantic attraction is there, but they don't feel the urge to act on these feelings. Can you look up what it is when you can create just by yourself? When you can procreate by yourself. Pro (laughs) create by. Oh, it's already in your history. (laughs) No, that's the Google (laughs) autofill. Oh, weird. In, oh, yeah. Asexual produ- reproduction in organism can reproduce without the involvement of another organism. So she's she's asexual in every way. <laughs> Damn. Fuck. More like apex predator asexual. <laughs> yeah, for real. But, yeah, I, I interpreted that as whatever is in Unit Zero has a hatred for Rey. Yes. And she can synchronize in it when she's, like, just her in the unit. But something about Shinji being in there set it off to where... It's Akari, dude. I I don't know, man. I, I don't know what to think about that either. I also I took the same thing from it. Well, I, I do know, but I don't know. Oh, yeah, I forget this. I, I really try and do a good job of, you not, do. of not being that guy where I'm like, well, I do know. Because, you know, I, well, it's always shitty when someone's like, bro, just you wait, dude. <laughs> like 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 episode sixteen, dude. Oh fuck, dude. Uh, like I'm like episode twenty one. Holy shit. Oh. I'm making that up, by the way. Everything I, you thought about uh, Toji, wrong. Wrong. <laughs> Toji was actually he's the clone. He he's been in Ava this whole time. <laughs> That's why when he punched Shinji. Oh my god. Uh, but yeah. So I I don't know. I. I I interpreted it as the unit wanted to kill Ray. I agree. I agree 100%. I just don't know why the fuck 
they could synchronize to a point and that they they can do as well as they can if it doesn't like her. Really makes you think then if Shinji getting in it was all it took to destabilize that because they had to do a resynchronization test after. And, well, and they said it worked fine. It went yeah, it, it went fine, but shit. Really makes you think though. <laughs> and Unit Zero was like the prototype, right? Yep. So. Hmm. Yeah, but I mean, I that pretty much wraps it up because after that happens, uh, Shinji, you know, is in the hospital, and he wakes up in the same room he did in episode two. They they throw so much. They they throw so many deep lore cuts. Yeah. At the end of this episode, to make it worth a shit. Yeah. That it's annoying. Well, it's it's nice because. It makes it kind of worth your while. But basically what happens is Shinji comes to after it goes berserk. He doesn't remember it going berserk, but he's like, oh, I hate this ceiling. Uh, yeah, good callback to the like second episode or whatever where he wakes up and says, uh, I hate this ceiling. Or yeah, new ceilings or whatever. Or, or he's yeah. like, I, I hate unfamiliar ceilings. Yeah. Um, so then it cuts to Akari and his right-hand man. And they're in the middle of a discussion uh, and Kozo goes like, you are too concerned with protecting Ray Akari. Yeah. Like you are, you know, and he goes, no, I'm not. It's because it's his wife. Who and knows? Ritsuko. Who knows, dude? And Misato at this point. And Toji. <laughs> Toji. <laughs> it is Toji, right? No. Yeah, it is Toji. The guy. I thought you were saying is that who Gendo's in love with. And I was like, <laughs> That's Gendo's no, wife, right? No. <laughs> um, but... Pretty much, Ray. It sounds like because Gendo goes, yeah. I just got word that her resynchronization test was was a success, and she's going to move the Lance of Longinus down to the yeah. the deep blue sea. Yeah, and then they show Ray in the mech walking somewhere with a fucking Diblo. No, it's a, it it's the Lance of Longinus. What's where's the Lance of Latinus. <laughs> Probably up the South Pole, <laughs> aka your ass. <laughs> well, what were they bringing to Antarctica? And the you fucker. Who know, or were they taking it there? Or were they bringing it back? Well, is that the Lance of Lagenus? I don't know. Maybe it was the Lance of Latitude. 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 I guess I'll find out next time <laughs> on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> I but, don't know, dude. Let's. I it. It didn't irk me, but it kind of did. Because I'll it, be honest. It was literally in the last 30 seconds. Because I had accepted that, okay, the point of this episode for them is... Sorry, do you have an actual thought? I was going to say, too, at the beginning, they also make mention in that round table of the Dead Sea Scrolls. Yeah, yeah. And it and it's like stuff like that along with this... Yeah, right. she's, she's taking the Lance of Longitude uh, down, to, <laughs> down to the deep blue sea depths. Yep. But, yeah, I, I, I do agree. It is kind of shit because these episodes are meant to give the animators a bit of a break. Well, yeah, clearly. I mean, dude, there's episodes just like this in all sorts of shows from this era. Yeah. Star Trek Next Generation have clip, clips episodes mm -hmm. where it's like, you know, one character's kind of narrating a small side plot while they just show clips of things that lead up to, like, a reveal or something. Yeah. And, I mean, I get it. Like, the idea is, you know, if you have somebody who's missed half the season, you know, you want to 
episode where they can catch up and kind of see what's to come with those breadcrumbs at the end. I think like this episode worked for that. This yeah. would probably get me hooked if I had never watched the show before. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, can you imagine if the people that wait a week for our podcast, because they do, they wait, they wait bated breath week. for us to come out. If we decided at the midway point of the show, episode 14 is actually going to be Just clips hi- of our best of. Our... Hey, that's and then idea. at the end of the episode, for your reward for listening to this shit clips episode... We're going to reveal everything we're doing after Neon Genesis. <laughs> and then we put it out. You'd feel cheated if you'd been listening to the show. Oh, yeah. And that is kind of how I felt watching this. And I can't imagine if you watch it at the time, you're just like, oh, dude. oh for Pete's sake. Christ, if I tuned in to watch a new episode of Evangelion mm-hmm. in like 1996 mm-hmm. and that shit came on, I would have been so irked. I would have just been like, what? What? And again, it makes sense because they have to do it to make the lives of the animators not hell. No, and and like I said, I think it's a good stopgap and a good jumping on point for new viewers. But it's like either either commit to dropping new little tidbits of information or don't. Yeah, they dropped some bombs at the end of this episode that surprised me. Yeah, but speaking of bombs at the end of the episode, <laughs> let's uh, let's bomb it with our reviews. Okay. So episode 13 out of 10 mechs, what would you give it? I am going to give episode 13 7 mechs. Yeah. That's fair. I think episode 13 is a good episode. I actually kind of liked it more talking about it with yeah. you. Yeah. Um I think that there's a lot there. I like that they flip the script and make it more of a technical angel fight than a hand-to-hand combat angel fight i i love that i think that's great it just didn't have the same oomph that i wanted there were some good jokes there were some good sequences uh, some really heartfelt dialogue that gives you a lot of insight and i thought it was good i just don't think that it's like a you know it's not anything that i would give like a nine or a ten but i think it was it was solid i was glad that i watched it and i I would recommend it because i think it's an important episode i'd I'd probably give it a 7.75 7.75 mm-hmm. and i think i think that really comes from the last like two minutes um yeah the the way that it gets tied together and i think that the implications of what ritsuko is talking about are very impactful and i i always a lot of the moments in this show that really stick out to me are the ones that have kind of that both like significance both in the show but are things that i can immediately think about in my current life and and so that's yeah. why I, I i just really gravitate towards those moments so 7.75 for me that's a good score i mean i would say yeah like anything that's an eight i would consider to be like a great episode yeah. highly recommend and anything above that is like special yeah and like that's what's interesting you know my ratings when we first started the show were a little higher than they are now because I had nothing to gauge it by. <laughs> yeah, well, now, now you're getting a good baseline. Now that we've had some bangers, I feel confident in giving this one a solid seven. Yeah. Now, for episode 14. Oh, yeah. This episode pissed me off. <laughs> I was writing like freaking crazy at the beginning of this episode because they had all these subtitles popping up for in Japanese of like what's happening. And I'm yeah. like, shit, they've got a new battle and they're going to tell me about it in Japanese? How the hell am I, you know? Yeah. So I'm like writing down all the subtitles. 
And like, uh, and then you realize, I realize that, wait, I've already seen this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So then I was like, wait, what are they doing? And then I understood it's just, it's just clips. Yeah. I already bitched about it. What are you giving it? I'm giving this a three out of 10. That's fair. Because I could, the highest I could give this would be like a five. That's, that's what I gave it. I, I'm going to give it a five out of 10 max. It tried hard at the end. It gave you some good details at yeah. the end. I, I just I, still I think I think cheated. the second half balances it out. At least it wasn't a full twenty minutes of just clips because they e- they easily could have done that. Which and I'm yeah. not saying fourteen minutes is any better or you know the ten or eleven that it ended up being, but yeah, I I give it five because I think if you want to talk low points, this probably is about as low as it gets for me. I just am never a fan of these types of episodes, and I like that they attempted to sprinkle in new info but it's like at that point i've already checked out about halfway in because i'm watching stuff i've already seen see that's what drove me crazy that's why i gave it a three like because i thought about giving it a five because the ending is interesting but you want to send a message well it just pisses me off that they would set the precedent that you if you've seen the show you don't need to give a shit about this episode and then they give you all these, like, if you didn't see the end of the Eclipse uh-huh. episode, you won't know what the Lance of Latitude and the Love is. Uh-uh. Exactly. So I'm kind of like, you know what? Screw you, Akari. Yeah. Take that, Gen- Gembo. <laughs> Gembo. Take that, Gumbo. So, yeah. Three out of ten. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and a five out of ten for me. Fuck you. <laughs> Four out of ten for uh, Hero Battle. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, well, yeah. Shoot. I did have one line that I think is redeemable in Let's this episode. When they ask Shinji what what he thinks about Unit Zero, he says, it smells like Ayanami. And Asuka, who's just being an absolute shit dick. She's, <laughs> she's just like, ew, what? She's, yeah, she's, <laughs> she goes, uh, you what do you mean by smell? Jeez, you perv. <laughs> and they're like, Asuka, <laughs> shut up. They're like, he's, he's trying, trying to, to sink. <laughs> I should have made uh, note of that because that was funny. Cause she's that's just a good like, one. She's like, what? <laughs> Smells? <laughs> I'll give it to the writing staff. That is a good one. That's it. That's where you get the three from. Nothing else. It was a two and then that happened. <laughs> so yeah, guys. Yeah. I mean, truthfully, this is a, our first dual episode. Uh, we really want to know if you guys like the dual episode. I think that in the future... We if won't you, we won't talk as much about non-episode stuff in the beginning. Well, let us know if you like banter. If you like yeah. the the non-episode related banter, we can keep doing that. We sure can. I, I guess I'm more so I'm just saying, looking at the double episode as a whole, because <laughs> it would have been an hour if that first half hour wasn't just us going back, which is fine. But <laughs> I I really enjoyed I, it. I personally. enjoyed that too. I I more so I'm just saying. Let yeah. us know down in the comments. Yeah, let us know, one, if you like the banter, and two, if you like the dual episode, because in the future, if there's episodes that are like a two-parter, yeah. and you guys like the two-episode system, you know, we would definitely do that. So, And that would save us from having to, you know, segment talking yeah. about a two-parter episode in 
two different episodes that are a week apart. So. That's right. So you guys might be wondering, well, how the hell am I going to let you guys know what I think? How am I going to do it? Exactly. Well, you don't even have to hack the Magi. You don't? No. What, you, are they, what do I have to do? You have to have at least Windows XP. Okay. <laughs> do I have to project my bi curiosity? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm liking it. Okay. Because I don't have that. And I would never assume that you are... Asexual in either way. Thank you. I can reproduce on my own. Thank you. Yeah. You said it, not me. It's, yeah, it's tough, but it's, it's, it's tough. <laughs> it takes a lot do, out of me, but, but I can do it. <laughs> I'm about to go reproduce on the toilet later. Oh, lay some eggs. You got a big old stinker. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. I don't have to shit either. I just <laughs> being a shit. <laughs> you and Oscar, dude. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. And, anyways, how can they? How can the people? <laughs> how can the people let us know? How? They can let us know at herobabble at gmail .com. Where else can I let them know? Facebook. And if another one. Twitter. Okay. What about a last one? Apple Podcasts. Oh, I think there's one more in there. <laughs> Google Podcast. YouTube. YouTube. That's right. YouTube comments. Now you're forgetting our YouTube. We need more people to comment things like, God, these guys sound sexy, man. Yeah. Wow, these guys are really good. They sound asexy. How did they get Shinji's voice actor on their podcast? <laughs> yeah. And who'd they get to sing the theme song? Yeah. I'm, I, we really need to hire them off Fiverr again. They, they did a yeah. great job. Yes. Yeah. For our next segment. Yeah, I can't wait for you guys to hear what we come up with for the, the next one. Or who we hire, I guess. Right. <laughs> the cat almost came out of the bag oh, there. Uh, on that note, though, thanks for tuning in to the first ever uh, double, double, epic, epic, so, so. Uh, I'm Michael. And I'm Spexo. And uh, we'll catch you guys next time. <laughs>